This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hiya, I'm Jan Brereton and this is Everybody is a Poem, a podcast where I explore all of life's laughs, loves and losses and everything in between with my guests. My guest today is Grace Moore. Grace is a 30-something mam of four. That sounds like a rhyme, doesn't it? Maybe I'm already writing her a poem. But anyway, Grace is brilliant. She's an absolute little powerhouse. She's got four kids under seven. And naturally enough, we spoke about being a mam. I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, yeah. First time I was ever told I'm not loud enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Thanks very much for coming in. Pleasure. To Everybody is a Poem, my very own podcast with poems written by me and discussed with lovely people like you. Like me. It's just a chat. Great. Nice and casual. You're in a safe space. I feel safe. It's just me and my listeners. Great. So, um, Grace Moore, I remember the very first time (laughs) I met you. Tell us. Oh my God, I might cry. Was that long ago? It was long ago because I think you were in transition year, yeah. weren't you? In school, so I was about fit, so like twenty years ago. That's twenty years ago. Yeah, roughly. That makes me feel old, you know. And it's like I can remember that time so vividly. Yes. And I'm like, God. Yeah, it was probably more than twenty years ago, as I think of it, because <laughs> let me see. Yeah. I always go back to kind of uh, everything for me is around Austin, my husband. Yeah. So it's kind of. Pre Austin or post Austin, and when I met you, it was, I was pre P A pre Austin. I remember. So, so, and I was working for a record company at the time, That's and right. you were in your transition year, and one of the directors of the record company, his friend, I think might have been a teacher in your school. Yeah, it was all like a friend of a friend. Yeah, but he felt, and you may or may not have been aware of it at the time, but he felt very taken by you and he felt that you were someone who was just a little rocket and that he should try and organise some transition year work experience for you and in you arrived (laughs) do you know what it was because I remember and he did help me maybe because of what you're saying but also like everybody was doing it in offices and in banks and I was like no I didn't know what I wanted to do then but I certainly knew that was not what I wanted to do I was yeah. like I am not going to end up working in a bank Yeah, I cannot be stuck in a 9 to 5 office job like that's just not me yeah. I can't do that so everybody had their work experience and I was like no still don't have anything don't know what I can do and he was like I might have something for you and I think that's when he was probably like this would be good for her Brilliant Yeah Well wasn't it lovely that because I'll always be so, so grateful. Me too. Listen, I don't see those people anymore. Yeah. Or anymore. I don't have a relationship with those people anymore. Um, And, and not, you know, like it's just people, you know, life kind of takes twists yeah. and turns and, and you move, you know, with Completely. Um, different kind of groups of people. Yeah. Um, but I have to say the one absolutely amazing thing to come out of it has been you. Like, honestly, I am... Oh, I'm gonna start crying oh, if I here. even get into it. <laughs> but I actually this is such a tacky like not tacky but like cheesy thing, but I couldn't imagine my life without you in it. And well you see where I'm actually lucky. like so lucky and I do and I always have believed that like what's for you won't pass you. Obviously you have to work your arse off and all that kind of thing. But in terms of life, I think 
paths will definitely cross for reasons. Mm. And I think you're supposed to be in a certain place at a certain time. And if it's not a lesson, it's a blessing. And I totally think that's life. I love that. If yeah. it's not a lesson, it's a blessing. Yeah. Okay. There might be a poem called that there coming will. up soon. I'll let you have that. And so so that was the first time you came into my life. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of, you went off then. And then, yeah. again, as you're talking about, like, our paths just crossing and people just being thrown in front of yeah. you for a reason. Do you remember I was leaving work? There was a few things. I was there at was a in fashion the pub. show. There was before the fashion show, there was in the pub you came in. There was a Guinness night or something on with Austin. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. And I was like, Jan? Yes. And then that was the very first time that I'd met Austin with you there. And there was an event on downstairs and I was working there as a bar girl. That's while right. I was, in, I was still in school. And then I lost you again. Yeah. And then I found you at the fashion show. Yes. And that the was Marks then Spencer the Marks and Spencer. I was probably a bit drunk. Well, I think I was too then. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was walking there at the time doing yeah. the windows and the visual merchandising. And we were helping out with the fashion show. Yes. And then you were upstairs. And I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. We'd snuck up for a sneaky drink afterwards and you went like, this is my job. This is what I do. And I was like, what? get drunk at fashion shows. How do I do that? <laughs> and then you said, come, like, come give me a hand. I will child. show you. I will teach you Take everything I know. Hold and my drink. Gave you, start giving you a little hand. And then I went off on the traveling bus. That's right. And then I came back. And I was coming out of the and agency one day. That was when. And there you were. That was it By the canal then. collecting or helping someone to collect their little cousin Kid or their or little something. sister or something from daycare or yeah. whatever. And I was like, oh, are you around again? Because that's one thing actually you know now subsequently because now you are incredibly successful stylist mm-hmm. Um, that you're always on the lookout for your right hand man your reliable you always helper want your, your other set of eyes and your yeah. other set of hands and you are always that to me in work but also in my personal life and so you're that's still that amazing. to me well no in yeah <laughs> Jan yeah, yeah. I'm, we I'm hold hands breakdown. for this one hmm <laughs> The podcast is called Everybody is a Poem and what I do in each episode is I'll read to you one poem, maybe two if you're lucky. Yeah. And we'll just talk a little bit about the kind of subject matter of the poem. And for you, I chose, I don't normally take requests, so I kind of just pick my own. Yeah. So for you, I chose Say My Name. I'll read it to you and then we can have a little chat. Say My Name. Mother, mammy, ma, I'm all of these three. Mom, mum, mummy, they also call me. Your mum will collect you. Your mom's at the door. Thanks for dinner, mummy. Can we please have some more? For God's sake, behave or I'll tell your mother. Let's just go, ma. No, wait for your brother. My first name's gone missing. I've searched each nook and cranny. There's no need for it now. I will answer to Mammy. Gorgeous. Now, God, I feel a bit weepy after reading that. <laughs> I feel like I'm weepy all the time when it comes to Jeez. anything with the kids. What do yours oh. call you, Grace? Are you mum, um, mummy? What are you? Um, it depends. Sometimes I'm Mammy. Sometimes I'm Mam, Mam, Mam. Um, if they're after been watching some YouTube, it's Mom. 
Mom. Mom. Oh, yeah. a, it's funny, isn't it? The yeah. Americanism the lingo. that's coming to how they speak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, it just depends. Do you have a favourite? No. I like them all. Yeah. yeah. You go by any of them, wouldn't you? Any of them. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you call your own? Ma. Ma. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because... Obviously, I'm saying I'm the same, like ma, ma, ma. And the kids are listening to that all the time. But they don't call me ma. Yeah. Well, not yet anyway. Yeah, I say ma'am. I'm your ma'am. And Willow says, you're not, you're my mum. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm your ma. I know. But it doesn't bother me. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care what one they called me, really. Maybe just not mother. It's a bit. Do they ever call you Grace? No. You call your mom Carol sometimes, don't you? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I always thought, like, there was kids, like, when I was growing up as well, there was kids. Slagging, that would more, refer, more in a slagging way. No, but they would always call their parents just by, by their, their first name. names. I yeah. always thought that was a bit weird. I think I may have called my mom Maura once, you know, when I was probably a teenager and she yeah. was like, if you're annoyed her. Yeah. No, she was like, what you, what? Why are you calling me more? Like, yeah. you know, it was just not normal. What freaks me out is when Austin refers to me as mummy. I don't know. Ask mummy. I'm like, I'm not your mummy. <laughs> like, it's weird. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I mummy, know. Ask mummy. Dennis would say the same sometimes. What would you say? Like, ask ma'am. Ask ma'am. Yeah. Do you have loads of people's numbers in your phone where you don't actually have their name, but you have the kid's name and uh, so-and-so's ma'am? Like, I have Robert's ma'am. Like, everybody Evie's from- ma'am. Yeah, I yeah. have an Evie's mam. Yeah, so if I now have I have look her up... actual name now as well, and then beside it, it's Evie's mam. Oh, okay. Well, you're real organised because I still have. They're the not kids all like that. Yeah. yeah, and then sometimes I'm like looking at them on WhatsApp, going, "Who, who, like, which one is she?" You know, like we had Sadie's birthday. I shouldn't even be saying this, but we had Sadie's birthday there a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. I just put into like the Montessori group Sadie's birthday. If anyone's around and would like to come and celebrate or whatever, and. Like loads of numbers I obviously didn't have saved. And then some of the moms I didn't even know. Like they'd have childminders dropping the kids off. Yeah. So yeah. like it was only on the day. It was like, hey, I'm such and such mammy. I was like, oh, how are you? Yeah. How do you find the WhatsApp groups? Um, Like grand if it's something to do with the Montessori. Like I love getting the weekly kind of this is what we done last week or whatever. Yeah. But oh, like some of them are melts, you know. What yeah. day is tracksuit day? Like, yeah. We're in March. Like, do you not know what day tracksuit day is by now? Like, do you know? And I'm not a very organised person, but I know when tracksuit day is. <laughs> How many kids? You four? Yeah. So what's the age span? I'm pretending like I don't, I don't know this, know. but for the purposes of the podcast. So we have Izzy, who's seven and a half. Yeah. And then we've Woody, who's six. Yeah. And then we've Sadie, who's just gone four. Yeah. And then the baby is nearly five months, little Joey. Okay, so it's a busy house. It is a busy house. Yeah. But it's a happy house. Yeah, that's one thing I have to say. You've embraced motherhood. Yeah. So massively. And like, how could you not? I do. I I definitely feel like, yeah, I like I love being a mammy. Like the best thing in my whole life is being a mammy. However, just things like Stephen the likes it today, yeah. having to come and have a cup of tea, like everything else comes second, which I'm okay with because I know it's not forever. Yeah. And I feel like it's after getting me nearly to get to baby number four to realise that like there would have been a time, even one, two and three, if I'm honest, because then we'd locked down and everything, I was feeling suffocated at times. Were you? That yeah, I was that like still loved being a mammy but 
sometimes would wish for my own life sometimes. You know, mm. like I'd look at people going traveling or little things like after work drinks where it was like I finish work and I am before I've even left work I'm already home in my head going what have I got to do like you know and then oh no I won't bother going out on Saturday night even if I have a babysitter because then I have to get up with a head on me on Sunday and I still have to do this that and the other and then we're back to school on Monday Mm. so I do feel like in one way life has paused a little bit even though I'm kind of still doing everything as in working the kids whatever but I'm okay with that Good. and I'm really happy with where I am yeah. because I know it's not going to last forever. You well, know, that's a good way to be yeah. because I think if you're always kind of like looking back or trying to wish no. for something that has yeah. passed instead of actually just kind of getting on, not not getting on, it's probably the wrong phrase. No, I'm just, being in the moment. Just, yeah, being where you are Yeah, and kind of not always harping for something else. I suppose the thing, no. like, look, I not that I'm any kind of wise old owl or anything, but what I'm finding is, is that it's all, it's just a bunch of kind of phases, parenting. Mm. Like, yeah. So, you know, like you kind of have the small, you know, when they're little and mm-hmm. small and, and it feels so difficult at the time. But yeah. When I'm looking back at that now, I'm kind of going, God, it was actually quite easy. Yeah. I could move them around easily enough. They came where I wanted to go. They, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're easier than dogs. There was, <laughs> they are. Like, you can't get anyone to mind your dogs. <laughs> no true. one wants to mind your dogs. That's true. It's an ordeal yeah. to bring Is that why holiday. you don't have a dog? Yeah, like, I'm, like, love animals and everything, but Dennis, like, Dennis grew up with animals and dogs. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now that we have the house and we have a garden, he's like, oh, we have to get the kids' dog. I'm like, no. Yeah. Not yeah. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not saying yeah. I never will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I have enough on me plate at the minute. Yeah. No, you do. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's sensible. Yeah. Wait, you see, 12 months. Oh, like pictures the of a dog going, all over yeah. Instagram. My new baby. Come here. Are you enjoying the show? Check out this other show on the Headstuff Podcast Network. The award-winning Spice Bags podcast is back with season four. You can expect the same mix of staple chats with me, Dee Laffin, Blanca Valencia, and Mei Chin, and deep dives into countries' cuisines, conversations with people from the international community of food in Ireland. Look forward to listening to episodes about shopping, about cakes, Argentina, Nigeria, plus an episode to celebrate the launch of our cookbook, Blaster Books Soup. So tune in to us wherever you access your podcasts or Headstuff Podcasts so you're still working as a stylist. Mm-hmm. You assisted me. Oh my god! Like they were like the, they were the Celtic Tiger years of styling. Really, we they used to have the circus tents, gas crack. People had budgets. We used to do great kind of productions, and we'd have fun. And so you were always fun. there. Five o'clock in the morning, big bouncy head, not a bother on you, do you know? And I'm sure you were jacked, but like we just enjoyed it, didn't we? Like it was like... Well, you were just hanging out with your mates. Like, yeah. I was just so happy getting up in the middle of the night. getting <laughs> all this, like, Well, you know, was. but like, yeah, it didn't bother me. Like, mm. you know, I loved it. I really did. And then I remember I was in college at one time and then I was spending more time giving you a hand and in college and then they'd be calling me and oh, I've missed too many days and I'd be like I know but look what I'm doing like it was hands-on experience which yeah. was something that there's no way I was learning I wasn't benefiting anything more in college than I was like being there with you in the yeah. thick of it you know yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's not quite like that anymore it's still fun I still love yeah. like going to work and still can't believe that 
it is what I do for work. Yeah. I love meeting the people that I meet and sometimes it's the same people, sometimes it's new people. See, I think that's the thing with you because you like meeting people. Yeah, I love it. And I think if you enjoy meeting the different kind mm. of characters that you come across, that makes the day a little bit easier. So much easier. It's more commercials now that I do. Um, yeah. yeah, like they pay better and I obviously have mouths to feed now. So it's just, you yeah. know, they're not as creative as say what like shoots would have been. Yeah. Um, For the magazines and that, which I did love doing. But now, yeah, like I have four kids. I have to be realistic, you know. Yeah. Um, So it's more commercials, which, yeah, sometimes they're really creative and it's great. And then sometimes it's just the simplest of outfits that they want. However, just like four opinions to, you know. It's not just a navy jacket. Yeah, and there's it's lots of meetings and stuff there's associated loads of with those so, kind like, of gigs. So, like, you start off with yeah. kind of mood boards and they tell you, like, what their story is. You read the treatments, it's called, and then they tell you what they kind of want. And sometimes it can be a little bit boring and then sometimes it's great and you get to go travelling, like, you know, the year before. How does that fit in with the family? Because it's a bit hard. that you have, like, a really busy yeah. family life. It's... It's great when they ring and they go, so we're doing a shoot and it's in New York. Are you up for it? And you go, oh, great, New York. Like, that's great. And instantly I go, an overnight or at least, or if it's down the country, great, fun night sleep. And that's all great. And then I get stuck in and then I prep for it. And then it comes to me leaving the house and I am up the walls because I have to leave the kids. Really? Yeah. I find it really difficult when it comes to the crunch. Yeah. Um, Believe it or not, I find the ones when you're on a different time zone easier. Because they're sleeping when I'm working. Okay. And vice versa. So is it a feeling of missing? Yeah, it's guilt. Major guilt. It's guilt. Yeah. I'm missing them, obviously, but it's major mam guilt. Like now, where, but what's the guilt though? Is the it guilt, guilt is that, that you're not there? Yeah. Okay. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then obviously I have to make sure everything is all right while I'm away. Like because I work freelance. I'm obviously not out every day and Dennis is so I do the day-to-day running of the house the kids skill collections yeah. drop-offs whatever yeah and like for example this year say um Sadie finishes Montessori at half 12 yeah then Woody's half one collection right then Izzy's half two it's difficult them days thankfully Dennis is also self-employed so he's his own boss can he duck he in can and kind duck of duck in and duck out yeah it's the balancing and the juggling so it's funny, isn't it? Because if you think about it, all of that balancing and all that juggling and all the stuff that goes on mm. at home, sometimes work is a break for, you know, like the, Once you we'll get say the primary caregiver, yeah. whoever it is that's at home doing all that stuff. So particularly like you as a freelancer, say mm. you can have these days where you can step away from that. But even when you've stepped away from you it, haven't. you can't take your head off it. No. But I wonder if... The guilt is always going to be there, I think no so. matter what. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you morning, do you kind of just go with that? Like, you know, just, the guilt is going to come, oh, and yeah. you just go. Oh, it's a given. Just like, it's literally a given. Put it there. Yeah. So, like, I got a message about doing um, a short film costume on a short film. They're lovely things to do because they're, they're really interesting and yeah. yeah. But the only thing about that is that it's a week long shooting which is quite long and then you have a prep before that and it's the last two weeks before the kids go back to school okay 
so obviously I was like it's just not gonna work it's just like I don't feel bad either there would have been a time when I'd have never said no to work like as in you feel like if you take your eye off the ball that you're just gonna be replaced I don't really feel like that anymore not that I don't really I don't feel like that anymore I'm okay if I say no and somebody doesn't come back to me for a job. That's a nice place to be. It is, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just putting my kids first. Like, in terms of style and work, like, I suppose before I had kids and when I had Izzy, I feel like I was kind of at my peak. Like, I was doing really, really well with uh, Saoirse and Hosier and stuff. And it was kind of like, oh, my God, I'm about to have kids. Like, So tell me about that. You, am I you styled Saoirse Ronan. You were styling Hosier. Like, you were yeah. doing, like, I was really, doing really exciting, no- yeah. like, gorgeous things. Like, But they're gorgeous. They're relationships, actually. Yeah. 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 That and you established, kind of. They are. And... And you were they, really busy. They and then... equally did kind of, you know, put me on the map. Like I'd worked okay. really hard. And then obviously because they're well-known people. Yeah. And I'm associated with them. It just kind of, it's all a given. Snowballs from there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I had, Saoirse, I'd kind of done a lot of stuff, but I just started working with Hosier when I got pregnant. Yeah. And I can remember he, nobody really as such knew who he was. Yeah. And he was going on an American tour. I'd really bad morning sickness. Like oh, like unbelievably bad morning sickness. And say he got in on a Friday and on the Sunday morning he was flying out. We like we'd only got the Saturday to do fittings and stuff and um we'd nowhere to do it. So I was like, Okay, like you can come to my house, which was me ma's house at the time. I was still living at home. Mm-hmm. Me ma's little flat down on Pierce Street and he came down and it was just I'd gotten rid of everybody out of the house, I'd stuff everywhere. And I had I put <laughs> I'm on behind like, the couch, yeah, Carol. Like, honestly. Frankie, don't come out of the toilet. Nobody come out for, in for here, the right? next few hours. Yeah. He was a lovely fella and very normal. And um yeah, like I just remember thinking, Oh my god, where are we gonna do this fitting? How am I gonna carry the bags? Like all this stuff because oh I was god, so violently ill. So unwell, but yeah. it was like that early stages where you don't tell anybody that you're pregnant. And um Anyway, thankfully, there was nowhere else for us to do a bar where I was living. And I was like, oh, thank God, I don't need to like take all this stuff and bring it out. I can be kind of at home and I'm sure I can hold in the vomiting for an hour or whatever long it takes. And then. Yeah, so I was on the brink of, of like, you know, great things with him. And then I was also pregnant. So I was like, oh, God, like, how am I going to balance this kind of out? Am I going to have to let him go or what do I do? So I just kind of rode the wave and went with it. And his manager, Caroline, and everybody was so lovely when they found out I was pregnant. But equally, I just had Izzy then. And he was going on Jill Tolland. And I'd literally just had Izzy as in. It was the first week that I had her. I'll never forget it. It was lashing rain outside. I was at home struggling with breastfeeding, trying to do it all. And... I had to dress him. So I'm there organising stuff like from, from the bed. And at that point, I just was like, am I mad? Like, am I actually crazy? Like, what do I do here? Mm. Because I knew he was on the brink. Like he'd gone down on that American tour and was really successful and then came back. And obviously then he's on Jill's Holland and all that kind of thing. So... Yeah, I was like seeking help from everyone. Like my brother Frankie, I had him, like I gave him a list of stuff, photographs, running, get this, get that. People think it's also professional <laughs> and it's all these crazy things going on in the background, you know? Yeah. But 
they were lovely and I did it and I got through it. But I think, yeah, I I was when I had Izzy Force, I kind of felt like I still needed to keep going. You know, you feel like you can do it all or that you have to do it all mm. because you want to be a great mom, mm. but you don't want to give up work. You want people to think you're still capable of doing all these it's things. Funny, this industry as well. It's a weird it's one so to like let that. go of. Yeah. As well, like I I it's funny because Talia has come in and we were talking about sometimes, you know, you're only as good as your last job. Yeah. And so <clears throat> you're it's a weird one to kind of step away from. Yeah. Because if you're not doing it. Someone else is. Yeah. So you're not really a stylist if you're not actually styling Yeah. People. You know, that kind of way. And so now you have suppose. Instagram and all this kind of thing. Asher, so everyone's, everyone's a stylist. Like then. everyone's a stylist. You, yeah. Everyone's busy all the time, yeah. even when they're not. And like, yeah. again, there would have been a time when that consumed me. Like I'd have been looking on Instagram all the time. I would have been comparing myself when it was out, even out of my hands that I physically wouldn't have been able, like probably only after having a baby or something. I don't know. But, yeah, there was a time when I did feel like that. And I actually think COVID is what knocked that out of really? everybody. Well, for me personally, anyway. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm always doing loads of things. Yeah. Like, it's never just one thing. And yeah. I'm happy doing that because I love variety That's and I love it work. not being. And it's the way I want to work. It's yeah. the reason why when I was doing work experience, I was like, no, no, the bank is not for me. I can just not go in every day and do yeah. the same thing all the time. So, yeah, I feel like I was working so hard and like... Dennis, obviously, my partner has an interior shop and a coffee shop that I help in both of them. Yeah. So, like, the likes of the buying and the merchandising I do in the interior shop, which could require being in the shop or away on a buying trip or whatever. And then the coffee shop, I'll help out on the till if that needs be, if they're yeah. short-staffed or whatever. Yeah. So, you don't know where you'll find me and yeah. what I'll be doing. But I'm happy out doing it. Like, I love... I love the variety of it. I love that it's not the same thing every day. But I really feel like I took the positives out of COVID. Yeah, it was a pain in the arse being stuck in. It was very frightening. It was very scary. We didn't know where it was going to end. But I had been working so, so hard. And then COVID hit and I was like, oh, this is great now. Kill two weeks off, the phone's not going to ring, the emails aren't going And I don't feel guilty about it. Or yes. I don't feel like, oh yeah, God, there's yeah, the phone yeah. ringing, I can't answer that. Like, I just know it's not going to ring. And yeah. I was so happy out that that happened. For whatever amount of time, I was happy to just ride the wave. Yeah. Dennis found it difficult to switch off. He was like, I'm not closing the shop. I was like, oh no, you are. Like, the whole world is closing here. <laughs> and he was like, nah, it should be grand. And I'm like, he, you think I'm a workaholic? He's even worse. Like, yeah. he has to. I, I'll happily have a few weeks off floating with the kids. But he's like, get me back, get me back. Um, I was like, no, the world's closing down here. Like, you have to. And it was lovely to be at home with the kids, the two of us, and not feel guilty about it. Mm. I think that's a self-employed kind of thing. Mm. or running your own business is like you feel like if you're not working there's a guilt that comes with it or a worry or a stress or whatever mm. whereas with COVID there was nothing you could do about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you weren't yeah, allowed taken out of your it's hands taken out of your hands yeah 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 I think it's good to know that you can be great <laughs> but you are yeah but I just think you know you're in trouble if you think that all of the time I just think it's always, you know, I, I always try and approach things in the middle ground. Yeah. Because, and you know me, like I've had serious kind of, you know, uh, times where I've really second guessed myself and thought that, oh yeah. my God, everything I do is shit. And that's kind of part of the creative thing as well. I think, yeah. But um, 
I think just kind of thinking, well, do you know what? Being okay is grand. I think it's okay to think you're great, but not in, like, for it not to be an ego thing. Yes. I think yes. there's a difference. Yeah. Like, I think I'm great. I'm proud I of myself. I think you're great. Thanks. <laughs> we all think I'm great. But, you know, like, when I look at myself, I'm proud of myself. I think I'm a really good mom. I'm good at you my are. job. Like, you are. I think I'm a better mom than what I am at my job. And that's all right, because I feel like, you that's, should be. You know, that's, that's the priority. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's hard to for people to go, you're great, and go, yeah, thanks. But, you know, I am proud of myself. However, do I think I'm the dog's... Sh- no. I yeah. think that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. And I think too many people have, like, an ego. Uh, like, oh, you know, they just think they're so amazing and the best thing since sliced bread, but not in... I mean, not I in a, a humble more, way. Yeah, I have a lot more respect for people that kind of say, you know what? Yeah, things aren't going great. And actually, yeah. there's a lot of the, that's one thing with the poems and the things that I write about. They're really more about just being kind of, I suppose, honest and speaking in plain yeah. language. So when things are shit, they're shit and just name them that. Absolutely. Don't be gone. Oh, it's great. I'm really busy. No, you're you not. Know. I'm after seeing yeah. you sitting outside your coffee shop five mornings in a row. There's nothing busy yeah. about you. But that's also the whole kind of online thing. Oh, and it's funny when you were talking it. about maybe watching Instagram really closely tr- for work and this kind of compare and comparison. Like I often think of that as and like you're a new mother. Mm. You Like my kids are like Willow's 13 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I often think Jesus fuck like if Instagram if I was on Instagram as much as I am while I was pregnant with Willow now, mm-hmm. like today, you know, I'd find that hard. Like I, you'd be comparing and despairing now. Yeah, I it, fr- don't. From being a mother is what yeah. I'm saying. You know, like oh. I don't check for any of that kind of mother stuff. I just find it, it's kind of unhealthy. Yeah. And it's a really weird time in your life anyway without yeah. looking at somebody else's beautiful nursery totally you know and all the matching whatever yeah. whatever like I just kind of think you know your baby actually could give a shit yeah. that your carpet matches the wall and that their baby grow goes with their yeah. fucking buggy like all they 100%. want is you that's all but they I, want I, I just it must be so hard so if, hard if you're that way inclined and yeah. if you are imagine maintaining that oh god like I literally do what I have to do but I feel like I load the dishwasher and which is another thing I don't know how people I take my hat off to anyone who doesn't have a dishwasher yeah. like I must put the dishwasher on four times minimum a day yeah minimum. same in our house and the washing machine is on the go all and the, the washing machine if I had someone even to just do me washing never mind a cleaner like I'll clean the house myself well I'm going to read you this new poem it's called Multitask let's hear it I clean my teeth on the loo to save time. In the shower I wash and I scrub off the tile grime. When I'm watching Netflix I do the grocery shop and I pay the gas bill when I'm waiting at the bus stop. In a meeting at work I send WhatsApps and texts about soccer and drama and parties up in the plex. On my way to the kitchen I pick up random socks, throw them in the machine and deposit toys in the toy box. While preparing the lunch, I'm defrosting the dinner and sounding out words with my school spelling bee winner. The warm steam in my face as I take out the dishes doubles up as a facial. It moisturises and enriches. I've deep conversation with my friend on the phone while I'm ironing, ironing school shirts. We laugh and we moan about the stresses and strains and the day to day terror of chores 
multitasking and our increased rate of error. So that's just about all the things that we do. Did you just follow me around for days? That was usual. <laughs> but you know the way, like I do it as well. I walk into the living room, I'll open the door and as I'm moving from one room to the other, I'm picking up stuff yeah. here and there and I'm putting it there and then when I'm going up the stairs, I'm bringing laundry down or up. Like everything is like... That's how I multi- spent my morning this morning. But but all we do then is talk about, oh, you know... I've made a shit job of this or I'm not. You talk about all the things that you aren't doing well instead of Mm. thinking, well, I did the laundry on my way up the stairs. Mm. I took it back down. I cleaned my teeth while I was going to the toilet and I scrubbed the tiles in the shower while I was shaving my legs. Yeah. Like genius. We're magicians. Yeah. So we should be celebrating all these amazing things that we can do. I know, I just don't want to be doing them all, (laughs) that's all. okay. Yeah. (laughs) So Grace is looking for a cleaner. If there's anybody listening. Two days a week would be great. So is there a day that's most memorable to you that you've had maybe in the last 12 months? Is there anything that instantly pops into your head? Have me little baby. You know, I think you have actually, weirdly enough, four kids under seven, Mm. that Joey's arrival has switched a gear in you. Yeah, I was sitting in the ward. Totally, I've Mm -hmm. never been more chilled in my Mm -hmm. life. That I had him, and I was up in the ward with him after I'd had the labour ward. They bring you up to the normal ward. Dennis had gone home to sort the kids for school or whatever. Yeah, and it was just me and him there. And I literally looked at him, and I was like, "This little boy is so precious." And I totally embraced the moment because I do feel like he's going to be our last baby. reluctantly Dennis told me you were getting a bigger car and you had to fill the car well that's what I said but I do feel like he will be the last like I mean I'd love loads but I just need to be realistic like financially I looked at him and I just was like yeah at that moment I feel like I had an awakening that obviously having him change like in the last 12 months that was the biggest day but on a personal level, like, I feel like I literally mellowed out. If that's even possible, as you say, going into baby number four. And everyone's like, what, you four kids? I must be mad. And I'm like, it is mad, but it's not. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah. You like, felt like maybe, did you feel like it's like an emotional switch? Yeah. And like a yeah. mood switch? Yeah. And, yeah. I feel like I really kind of went, okay, this is how I want to be now. Lovely. So like, there's so many positives that, I've really sort of made a choice that I'm like just looking at the positives. Like, yeah, you have a bad day and that's grand and you can have a bad day. But I feel like I'm making a choice in my head to only focus on the good things and to not panic over things that I can't control. Um, You know, not to worry over things that I can't control because, you know, what like what's the alternative? Yeah. It's back to kind of where we started really every... Yeah. Is it every blessing is a, le- every a blessing. blessing is a lesson or, or every yeah. lesson is a blessing? So it's like it's yeah. you, you make the choice, like yeah. what do you want it to be? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying everything has gone right in the last 12 months or whatever. Yeah. There's yeah. been things that, you know, I've really been up shit creek without a paddle or yeah. felt like really sad over things or whatever. But equally, I'm looking at the positives because what is the alternative? Yeah. You know? Oh, Grace. Yeah. So I'm going to write a poem called, is it? Lesson blessings. Well, it's either it's, it's either a blessing or a lesson. A lesson, a lesson or a blessing. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's either a blessing or a lesson. 
Okay. Well, that's going to be your poem. Mm. I'll send it to you when I've written it. Thanks. And thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having to me. To everybody is a poem. And uh, I'll book you in for another chat. Do, whenever. This is, this is how I communicate with my I friends have to now. check everything in the phone. It's like, <laughs> what's more important today? Oh, that's the other thing. Like, that is the thing. I feel like, you know, because it's so busy with the kids. Yeah. That it's like every day you just kind of focus on what has to be done in that day. Yeah. You can't plan things as such. Like no. cups of tea and yeah. all the people. You can't it's even like, plan them little things. No. no, no. It's like, yeah, we were saying to a friend of mine last week, it's literally just going, if I can just get, if I can just get to the end of next week now, I'll be grand. And you just say that forever. Just keeps going and going. Yeah. I just focus on the day. If I yeah. get to the end of the day, then I can grant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is, that's, you know, that's as equally. As you can go. And it's yeah. another thing yeah. that like, you have bad days, but then you get to bed and then you wake up and it's like, hello, new day. Yeah. Well, I'm glad now you, you know. found the time to come here today. Thanks for the coffee and the chats. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And the sharing. I love you. I love you too, Grace Moore. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening. See, we're not really strangers, are we? I'd love to hear any of your thoughts. You'll find me on Instagram at JB Good To Me. If you've got any funny poems that you want to share with me, I'd love to hear them as well. Join me in a fortnight for the next episode. And come here, in the meantime, you can support me by becoming a member of Headstuff Plus, where you'll be able to access some bonus content. It's called Behind the Lines, where I let you into all the secrets and the people and the places behind the lines of the poems from my little yellow book. Go on, I know you want it. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.